A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Hey guys, welcome back to Swiftish. This is Shelby. And this is Ashley. Yeah, we're back in the groove. Yeah. Uh, nice to keep things going for once. Um, yeah. <laughs> props to us. Well, props to Taylor because she gave us some new music. Um, you know, it's, it, you know, we, we can always podcast about Taylor, but it can get exhausting just like <laughs> diving into like Easter eggs of Easter eggs of Easter eggs of theories that are just never yeah. going to happen. Yeah, it's a little too much. So I'm yeah. glad to have this new album. And I feel like they're the perfect mix of like meaty drama, like morsels of her past, but mm-hmm. also like um, lyrical uh, uh, magnificence. So <laughs> just wonderful. A gift from the, the Taylor yeah. Swift gods. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, so obviously we had um, Ilana on last week to talk about Antihero and that lead single. The tour was announced. Um, We're still in the throes of waiting to see if we get those pre-sale codes. Um, What is your current plan? Like, what are you thinking? Oh, well. You've had time to process and like, what's your dream scenario? Well, my I'm starting it off by taking next week off work. So my dream <laughs> scenario is that, you know, I got a boost for buying Taylor Swift merch. Yes. So my dream scenario is that I will get Taylor Swift tickets. My first choice is Vegas and then mm-hmm. Houston and then Philly. Cute. That's my dream scenario. And you know what I really love about this tour is I'm in recruiting. So I have, you know, my summer for law school, I have just, my summer is busy, packed. Yeah. I can't really take time off. So I love that she's like doing it before recruiting gets really busy. So, and you know. She's thinking of you. Yeah. It, she's thinking of me. So <laughs> I, oh, did you get a boost? No, I didn't get a boost. I, I. I'm kicking myself, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't have bought merch. I probably mm-hmm. – this is the first era where I didn't buy a physical album just because mm-hmm. I like – I don't know. I kind of just lost track of it and I I didn't buy it. But it seems like it's not like enough to have just bought like a digital album or a physical album. Like it seems like you had to have spent a little bit more in the shop. Well, so, I know some people who just bought the CD got oh, okay. got a boost. My husband got a boost and he didn't buy the CD. He bought me a present that I oh. don't know what it is. So oh, shoot. <laughs> so I hope I excited? like it. I know. Yeah. I think I know what it is. So it's just it's interesting. What are you thinking about her strategy with with giving people who bought merch from her site a boost because you have people who got the target cd because they wanted it they wanted it hits different like people are strategizing which (laughs) what to buy because they're like oh i want this i want that well and it's so expensive and people are like she's gonna go on tour so i'd rather just save Mm -hmm. money for tickets like i i don't fault her for it i think it's a good enough idea that like you know those are her fans and like the problem with tickets like this has always been that you know bots and People will buy them. Promoters will buy mass tickets and sell it out and then resell at a higher price. Mm So keeping it in the hands of fans is not something I'm upset by. Am I disappointed I didn't get one? Yeah. But I also feel like the people who did get them aren't filling up the stadium. So there Mm -hmm. will still be pre-sale codes for people who didn't get the boost. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And she added more dates, so I feel like a little bit more secure about. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to tempt fate, but I remember Lover was really high stress, reputation yes. was really high stress, yes. and like knock on wood, I don't have any wood near me, but knock on yes. wood, we both got tickets to Reputation and yeah. to Lover, and <laughs> I, I just think that you know, fingers crossed. There's so much yeah. going on. I think everyone will get tickets. Will you get tickets at the price you want them at? That's the question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But you're coming – I mean, you you texted me and confirmed, but you are coming to Vegas with me. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I would love to. I think it'd be so fun. That's and the plan. then I wouldn't have to wait as long to see it, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like I would, the second night or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I think it's like the second or third night, depending on how many shows she does in oh, Arizona. Yeah. But do you remember last yeah. tour? I didn't yeah. – I didn't like – watch anything good, I didn't yeah. want any spoilers and I was legitimately like at the end of her tour is that that's where yeah. it felt like the end of her tour when I was in Ireland and I was like <laughs> oh my gosh I have no idea what's going on and you went to opening night in Arizona yes yeah I did yes. I know I thought about it again or I thought about like oh well she'll be in Nashville on my birthday weekend mm. this time um but I just I don't think it'll work out and um I think Vegas with with you guys would be more fun anyways if I yeah. do travel to a show. Yep. So yeah. What's your uh, waiting on bated breath for that okay. Monday email to yes. alert us that we got those pre-sale and then it's just I'm confused. Is it so is it like all tickets for all venues go on sale at 10 a.m. your local time or 10 a.m. venue time? So 10 a.m. venue Texas, time then LA. Okay, yeah, so okay. if you're is if you, if you're buying in LA, then I you know, you're at, at I least I get a few uh, hours to relax. Yes, you get a few hours. So you're going to the last show in LA, the first second yeah. to last show? Okay. I'm I mean it's I Or you want And to. that's the other question. Uh the pre-sale code, that's for any tickets you end up wanting to buy or is it just for the 3 or is it for the three you chose as your favorites? I can't remember what it was with like Lover. It was like, I think can I buy tickets to whatever or just one pre-sale code for one venue? You I think know what it's I mean? one pre-sale code for one venue. Or it might be six tickets. Choices. It might be six tickets amongst the three. I like I'm having like flashbacks, <laughs> but I'm also like what I really like about rep was that she gave us a time. Like Ashley, you yeah. can go in at 9 a.m., buy six yeah. tickets, buy however many you want. Say I bought four and I wanted to go back an hour later and buy two more. I could. But for yeah. I, I think it's for the venue. Like I think you're getting an email being like Hey, here's your pre-sale code for Houston show. Because then that's how you'll know when to get up at which time, right? I know, but then why did we get to choose second and third options? Because what if what if there's too much of a a a (laughs) demand for the last LA show, so they're going to send you the Houston one? Yeah, this is bad because I told my sisters we should do the LA trip together. So it's like I need six tickets. Yeah, that. <laughs> but I put Houston as my number one. So yeah, I'm sure everyone's scrambling to figure it out. And obviously, we're in a position of privilege to be able to go to multiple shows if mm-hmm. if it works out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's you know what sparks joy for me. And I like don't spend money on much for myself personally. Except I think Taylor. subconsciously, my mind's like Taylor Swift will go on tour one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one day. One you don't day. need these pants. You will go on tour. <laughs> <laughs> and the gods have spoken. <laughs> Let's see. You know, I'm excited about I'm excited about it. Um, next week, yeah. I guess we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> when rep happened, I was remembering this because that was five years ago, like mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. But 
I like was so stressed buying tickets at work that day mm-hmm. and I couldn't get the ticket master to like refresh and like I lost the tickets I wanted and I left my work office crying like literally sobbing as I walked to the my husband who was picking me up and he was like oh my gosh did you get fired like what <laughs> happened and I was just like I couldn't get the jail ticket <laughs> I see everyone listening understands that. I'm sure Rob was like, um, Rob's never let me live it down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you got Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm jealous yeah. that you'll be going to the last show. Our friend Leah might be going to the Cal- the LA show too. So I told her, I was like, um, can you buy just two extra tickets <laughs> and the, I'll go thing. with you? Because yeah. it's at the end of my busy season, I yeah. think. So I'm like, oh, I don't know where I'm going to be in life around that time, but buy yeah. two tickets. And if you can't, yeah. you know, you can give them to somebody Better else. Better be safe than sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I hope she's doing that because I'm buying her Vegas tickets. So Oh, yeah. She owes you. She owes me. No, I think obviously it's been literally keeping me up at night in some ways. Yeah. Where I'm just like, it's just one of the... One of the carts on my anxiety train that just goes through my head as I try to fall asleep. <laughs> just TikTok. I mean, midnight. I mean, Taylor yeah. Swift gave us midnight. Exactly. And so what are we thinking about at midnight? Are we yeah. going to have tickets yeah. to tour? That's the Fingers question. Fingers crossed. I, don't know. I mean, people – she had done that, like, countdown on her website and people mm. thought, OMG, she's going to announce the international dates. But no. it was just an anti-hero no. remix. Because – okay. Because it was a countdown on her merch website. It, like yeah. if you went to events or you went to news, there was no countdown. Oh. You went to merch, there was a countdown. <laughs> so it was something merch related. Um, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, it's going to be like um, another album. You know, people are weird like that. <laughs> but we got, um, you know, anti-hero featuring the bleachers, which sadly enough, we couldn't talk to Alana about. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I am wondering how she likes this song now. Um, I texted you, what What are you thinking about the the changes? Most notably, the verse two changes where Jack sings, sometimes I feel like everybody is an ARPRO lately and I just judge them <laughs> on a hill. Too hurt to hang out, take, talking shit about your famous baby, pierced through the heart of 90s guilt. Maybe I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like actually I didn't listen to the whole thing when you sent it to me mm-hmm. first. I like scrubbed through it and I didn't love the um, – production so I thought that's all that had changed Mm -hmm. but then I saw Taylor's post that was like oh his version is art bro and so then I listened to his verse and I was like I didn't I like bleachers music Mm -hmm. I've liked a lot of their music um and I'm clearly not a Jack Antonoff hater but it wasn't my vibe and I think it's interesting it's like it's funny to see the blind spots like these celebrities have where she's like oh I'm just vibing with my friend like we're having a good time. Like, why not just throw this together? Mm-hmm. But then you have like this whole feature of Lana Del Rey. And it's like, I love, she's like such a great artist. I can't wait to work with her. She's such a genius. And she just does like background vocals, which, yeah. you know, it's a good song. Like Snow on the Beach is a vibe. Um, and I do think the way they layer their voices together is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting that on this track that's meant to be her like most personal, all about her insecurities, she was willing to give a verse to this dude (laughs) okay but part of me kind of feels like maybe it was like a last minute yeah pull together remix because she's number one on the billboard um, 100 so it's like is this another way to make sure that she stays number one because it was only available for like seven hours and so was it like a rush for people to go buy it so that like 
and you couldn't stream it anywhere. Yeah. And so I was like, let's go buy it. Let's listen to it. So I wonder if that was another like push. It was like, how do I stay um, number one? Because I think if she stays Mastermind. like number one, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think if she stays number one, like for so many weeks, she'll like outdo, look what you made me do, break that record. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll yeah. get a boost because I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> You did. <laughs> give me a boost. I'm like anything timer countdown that can give me a boost. Yeah, I'll sell my soul. <laughs> yeah, no, I. Uh, it's like as far as remixes she's done goes, at least it's Niall Fira, I guess. Like that's yeah, how I felt. yeah. It's there's something different, and and he also sings Taylor, you'll be fine, which yeah. everyone on TikTok is sobbing about. But- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, you'll be fine. Like, Taylor, yeah, okay. you're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, but I'm excited to talk yes. about this track with you. Um, Me too. Uh, instead of going, like, you know, song by song, like, chronologically, we're just kind of picking the songs we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And this is your favorite. Or mm-hmm. like one tied. of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. yeah one, one of my favorites. favorites. Yeah. Of course, if you guys haven't picked up on, you know, Shelby's little like cues or hints, we're doing <laughs> Mastermind, um, yes. which I love. It's, you know, number 13 on the track. And ironically, it also peaked number 13 on Billboard 100 Ooh, during release fun. week. I know. That Mastermind Ooh. of her, which I think yeah. is going to get a lot into our analysis of it. I'm very interested in seeing what your analysis versus what my analysis is because it could be different. It could be the same. Um, But I really do like this song. Uh, I feel like this song is like an Easter egg within an Easter egg or is an Easter egg. I feel like. Yeah. But you know how well, and it's like the closer track. Like it, it's meant to tie together what she calls her concept album before the 3 a.m. Which is interesting because a lot of people think that it should have just stopped on track 12. Labyrinth? Karma? No. (laughs) Now I'm like... Oh, Sweet Nothing. Yeah, Sweet Nothing. I'm like, what is that song? So a lot of people (laughs) feel like... A lot of people feel like Sweet Nothing is just like cohesively, sonically, cohesively should have been the ending of the song. But Taylor Swift, 13, (laughs) I feel like this is... Like when it comes to her talking about her career and nights in her life that have kept her up. I really think this is one thing that's kept her up the most. Well, and I think it makes sense, like, because it's kind of this confessional. Mm-hmm. Um, and on iHeartRadio, she says, um, it's a song that I put last on the album because I'm really proud of it. And I love that when we were making this song, we wanted the verse to sound like romance and this sort of heroes type of soundtrack. And then we wanted the chorus to sound like a villain had just entered the room. And the idea that you're flipping this narrative and you've been planning and plotting things and making them look like an accident. And then she says, and I think that's sort of an inside joke between me and my friends that I tend to do that. And so this song is the romantic version of that. Mm -hmm. And so I think it is sort of, she's pitching it as like, this is something I'm known for. And that's both like personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. And like the twist, the the Swiftian twist at the end of it and everything building into it, I think makes sense to have it as the tail end of the album because it's like these things have been keeping me up. But guess what? I've kind of been pulling the strings all along sort mm-hmm. of. Yeah. And I think that that's a provocative uh, image of Taylor, especially since she's spent the last few albums trying to be like, oh, people want to call me calculated like it's bad. People want to, you know, put my love life on on 
uh, slideshows and think they know everything about me. And there's this real resistance to being defined by a public persona. And here she's like, okay, well, cat's out of the bag. Let me tell you a little something about this. (laughs) It's like, hi, it's me. I'm the mastermind. Exactly. (laughs) So it's kind of like, and then on top of that, you have the bookends of Lavender Haze, where she's like, hey, world, like, just shut the F up about my personal life. I don't care what you need from me. I'm just in my little love bubble. Mm -hmm. And then Mastermind is like the other side of that coin where she's in narratively speaking to her lover and being like, are you going to be chill with like how maybe I manipulated the situation? And is that like a turn on for you? Because mm-hmm. like, I'd like it to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's kind of nice a bookend. So do you think this is about Joe? I think I, you know, I've seen the, the theories that this is like her letter to the fans. Mm-hmm. I do feel like this is about Joe. Mm-hmm. I think it was intended to be about Joe. I think her, mastermind qualities are so integral to her that of Mm -hmm. course it's easy to then read into her mastermind like career Mm -hmm. side as well but I think it was I think it was intended to be about Joe and I kind of think because I at first I was like oh yeah this is about Joe I really liked like what I liked the most about this song was more of like the melody, the beat, yeah. how she sings, how it swells and how and that that twist at the end. But then I saw a TikTok, which I think everyone probably have seen from Thrifty Swifty, and it just got me thinking differently. I was like, and I read I read the lyrics a little bit more, and it's not really like a love song to me. There's like a few like she talks about someone's body and she talks about being like the the pawn love pawn in someone's game. But I was like, okay, I can see it from a different angle as well. Um, but when I first heard the song and I was like, it's so it went through the eyes of like a lover. I it was like it's so interesting that she thinks that she was a mastermind and she was plotting everything when, you know, she's Taylor Swift. She is the most famous sought after person in the whole world. And she thought like, oh, I'm going to meet this guy and he's not going to want me. So I'm going to have to, you know, make all these moves and make it, yeah, pull these strings. Where like at the very end, you're kind of like, okay, like Joe, like he was okay with it because you're Taylor Swift. (laughs) Like is, are you the mastermind or is Joe the mastermind? That's what Mm, I want to know. Like I think Joe is a fine person. He he definitely (laughs) is, um, you know, like, we don't know much about him. He's mysterious. He's not bad looking. You know, he's not th- bad looking. He's not bad looking. He's <laughs> a key, a, in a certain light. I'm like, oh yeah, am I attracted to yeah, Joe? I so I was like, <laughs> is this Joe? Like, Joe, did you write the song? Because like, and and also what I like about the song is that like, you can still see that little like insecurity at the beginning of Taylor Swift, like yeah. her like questioning herself, like, oh, I need to make this happen. I need to make it work. Where like he was yeah. along for the ride, and he's like, yeah, this yeah. is what's gonna happen. <laughs> he's like, whatever it takes, babe. I'm yeah. here. Um, <laughs> No, I think it's interesting too because this, along with all the songs, really have a lot of lyrical and sonic um, similarities to other songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Should we just get into it? Yeah. And I, I think it'll be nice to have our like side-by-side comparison too because I'm looking at it from like a her career and you're yeah. looking at it more as she probably intended it to be as yeah. a, a song to her lover. Um, so <laughs> yeah. let's get into it. This is verse one. Once upon a time, the planets and the fates and all the stars aligned. You and I ended up in the same room at the same time. And at the touch of a hand lit the fuse of a chain reaction of counter moves to assess the equation of you. Checkmate. I couldn't lose. 
Yeah. I mean, I think this is interesting because right off the bat, <clears throat> Once Upon a Time obviously spins these like romantic fairy tales for us. But mm-hmm. in her career, she's only ever used that intro as like a salty, kind of sarcastic, angry review of failed relationships mm-hmm. with like Forever and Always and I Knew You Were Trouble. They've always been like, like, listen, here's the story, you little piece of shit. <laughs> And here it's much more, you know, the twinkling of the music and mm-hmm. like the the image building of like the universe is just coming together for this moment, this like magical invisible string, so to speak. Um, and, I, <clears throat> and I think that's interesting because um, it's like a twist for us listeners who've known her career where it's like she she is sitting in this lavender haze. She does get to finally share the real once upon a time and like it is going to be a little more romantic but comes with that very swiftian edge Mm -hmm. um to come later um but what about you what was your first thoughts so of course my you know my first thought was all about jojo joe but after looking at this tiktok and just like analyzing it through through swifty eyes you know i think it's more about her career you know she's she is acknowledging the first verse that like it's kind of funny because she's not acknowledging that it was like luck of a draw that she was discovered and she she came across this uh, this career. You know, she did her hard work and, you know, she was in that same room at the same time and she was able to like get that record deal. And I also, it's kind of like a flip on, you know, she's kind of made her career once upon a time on writing love stories and fairy tales mm-hmm. and really like getting her, her fans into, you know, her state of mind. Yeah. Um, and then... I think she like talks a lot about, um, you know, at the touch of the hand, chain reactions of counter moves to assess the equation of you. I think that kind of like speaks a little bit to more of her methodical method of how to really, even at a young age, win over the fans. Um, she said one time in an article that, you know, when she got the chicks, the chicks, you know, when they're the Dixie chicks, she got like her first album, she like obsessively she was going over the liner notes, going over everything in the CD and she saw like photos that really that the Dixie chicks or the chicks put in there purposely to really um, tie together with songs. And so she was kind of obsessed with that Easter eggs. And so she really like from the beginning of her career wanted to make that connection with her fans. And so she assessed the equation of her fans and Mm -hmm. what would win them over. And as soon as she got that, she was like, checkmate, I couldn't lose. (laughs) Yeah, no, I see that. I mean, I guess the reason it feels so specific to Joe is mm-hmm. also this verse with the and the touch of a hand little fuse because that mm-hmm. exactly mirrors gorgeous where she sings you should think about the consequence of touching my hand in the darkened mm-hmm. room and that like a lot of people talk about oh this song makes me sad because it completely disregards invisible string and like the romance of invisible string on folklore um where that's all about like oh time mystical time like cutting me open healing me fine and like how could I not see that this invisible string was basically guiding our fates together? Um, but I think that what happens here is that she's acknowledging the fates, the skies, um, the stars aligning. So they end up in this room together. They're at the Met, you know, uh, the Met Gala, and he touches her hand in this crowded room. And that's like, oh, shoot, you don't know the consequences <laughs> that are coming because now, now it's my time to do the counter move. Like, yeah. I. I'm going to go home and I'm going to do the one Google search for you Mm -hmm. that month of that year. 
and I'm going to figure out like, check me. I can't lose. Like I won't. Like I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but on the counterpoint, it could have been like a handshake. Yeah. Like seal the deal. I'm signing this contract. You know, now let's have everything like. I guess my question is, to- you know, she's sung about like. Yeah, she's definitely like used romantic illusion to describe business mm-hmm. deals or failings. Um, but I guess I'm curious about like the bigger why. Like, because this song, to your point, isn't necessarily like, like, is it? I guess we'll get into it as we mm-hmm. get to like the chorus and the bridges and stuff. But do you think, if you think, do you think there's a double meaning or do you think this was always meant to be about the fans? And she just uses romantic illusions. Or do you think she wrote about Joe or the fans and realized it could do for both? You know what I mean? I mean, I think she was kind of thinking of her career because like think of like the 13 the things that kept her up at, at night. Yeah. Like her career, her, you know, her mastermind, her marketing, her albums. That must have been something that really like kept her up at night. And I think at the end it was like figuring oh, out how yeah. to fit the lover. Yeah, but I also think sign. maybe she did do that that twist yeah. too of let's also yeah. make this a love song where people can also relate to it. Cause you know, it's all on TikTok. Everyone's like, you know, saying how they like they're not no yeah. longer the stalker, they're the lover now. Um so yeah. I think it was probably <laughs> like a double like you Ooh, said, like, a double, like meaning. double meaning between it, which yeah. I think that's why it's also an Easter egg within itself because yeah. of that double meaning because it is a love song, but it's also a love song about her because everyone has critiqued her about how she only writes um, songs about boys and breakups and like everyone's yeah. critiqued her career throughout the whole her whole her whole career. They've always been like Taylor does this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, and then she kind of writes a love a love song that. Could it be a love song about Joe or could it be about her career? Like it's, I don't know. Yeah. We go either way. You go one yeah. way, I go the other way. <laughs> no, yeah. Let's get into the chorus then. Okay. What if I told you none of it was accidental and the first time you saw me, nothing was going to stop me? I laid the groundwork and then just like clockwork, the dominoes cascaded in a line. What if I told you I'm a mastermind and now you're mine? It was all by design because I'm a mastermind. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love this sound change. It reminds me of like King of My Heart feeling mm-hmm. like there's three songs happening at once. And I like that she describes it in the iHeartRadio interview where she's like, I wanted it to feel like suddenly a villain walks into a room and it's very much like, you know, dun, dun, dun. The, mm-hmm. the, mu- the sound changes from like, oh, sexy baby to like Monster <laughs> on the Hill. And I love I, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like, and that's where it feels like a very familiar like energy of mm-hmm. – being up at night thinking about like, you know, you're you're playing this dating game and it absolutely sucks. And you are constantly having to strategize and like think of like lay the groundwork, watch what happens. I have to play this out smartly mm-hmm. because I can't lose you type thing. And I think it also this opening line in particular, what if I told you none of it was accidental, mirrors the paper rings line where she says, I hate accidents, except when we went from friends to this. Mm-hmm. And it's and it starts to feel conspiratorial where you're like, given this morsel of something you were told, and now she's actually fleshing it out to show the full story where she's like, well, it actually wasn't accidental. And um, and I love this like dominoes cascading in the line and this sort of desperation in her voice where she's like, there's this like energetic frenzy to her the way she sings because technically she's still trying to decide if she wants to tell the person if she Mm -hmm. wants to tell the subject like how 
how she actually controlled the whole thing and like mm-hmm. is that going to be a good thing and i think the the game imagery is something she uses with joe too with the you know um the summer you know card sharks playing games cat and mouse for a month or two or three like she's often cited this like kind of layered um gamemanship between the two of them as they tried to figure out that summer and their relationship and you know through cornelia street and cruel summer and all of this like the 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 sizing up of each other was something that was happening and now she's trying to say like these aren't games of chances actually the chess the dominoes that i'm citing they're all like strategy games and so she's saying like i wasn't leaving this up to fate anymore like i was i was gonna kind of throw the game in my favor whatever whatever it took do you think that in her other relationships she was kind of leaving it up to fate just letting like <laughs> stuff happen or do you think she like in every relationship she's kind of been a mastermind yes <laughs> okay because part of me is like maybe she like she was like okay none nothing worked in my past relationships i've yeah. done everything wrong so this one i think he's the one so i'm gonna do everything different I think she's a calculated person. You know, mm-hmm. obviously that has a negative connotation. Um, I think she's trying to take the word back here and, mm-hmm. and you know, twist it to be like this mastermind, you know. Um, but I think she's always, you know, very thoughtful. And I think there's a lot to analyze in the Calvin-Harris relationship and why she stayed there, why she chose it, all of that, mm-hmm. which she sort of explores in songs later on the 3 a.m. tracks. But I think it's like, um, she's starting to feel comfortable owning that. And the second verse really shows like mm-hmm. her idea of like feminism and the, and the requirements of being a woman in this romantic age. And um, I think it is sort of like, this is something we've all had to do, uh, but at least I've like figured it out. So I can control the game a little bit better now. Mm-hmm. And then my analysis kind of takes us into the verse two as well. You see all the wisest women had to do it this way because we were born to be the pawn in every lover's game. Um, you know, definitely in the first course, she talks about, you know, domino, dominoes cascading in line. Everything was her design. So, of course, like in, if you're looking at it from like my mindset or thrifty Swifty's mindset, you know, she it's everything she's put into for her career, the groundwork, mm-hmm. relationship with her fans, song songwriter businesswoman every step she's taken to really like make them all cascade in the line and when you go into you see all the wisest women had to do it this way because we were born to be the pawn it kind of takes me back to lover and when she had that that interview i forget was it on good morning america or 2020 it was on a sunday morning that's all i can remember but she says all the women who made it in the industry had to work harder and smarter than the men. You know, she had to be calculating. So she said, there's a different vocabulary for men and women in industry, right? A man does something and it's strategic and a woman does something and it's calculated. So I really think mm-hmm. that like, it really speaks to how some people are reading it that way is through her career because all the wisest women had to be harder and smarter than their counterparts like you see like someone who like doesn't write their own I don't does just I don't know if Justin Bieber writes his own songs or Justin Timberlake but like people don't question people don't ask you know that they've like just set up for success and you have Taylor Swift who's like 
I write my own songs. I do this, I do this. And everyone just pushes back and pushes back. And like the industry is just trying to make like women as like a pawn, like let's make you like sexy, beautiful, an icon. Let's make you a sexy baby. Mm -hmm. And she's just kind of like, no, I have to be a smart woman. I have to be calculated. I have to, you know, set the scene for for strategy. So that's where I'm kind of like seeing it from that point of view. Yeah. Yeah. And I I like that analysis. Mm -hmm. Um, Do I think it's intentional? I don't know. I don't know. I can't get a read on Taylor because I think at the heart of it, she still is a romantic. Like mm-hmm. I was surprised by how many songs on this album did just seem to be about Joe like, mm-hmm. and her love. And I, I was like, huh, is that really what's keeping you up? Like in this year of our Lord 2022, like these are the <laughs> things that still make you anxious. And like, I get it. Like she's had a lot of, you know, battles with lovers. And I think mm-hmm. that's an interesting image that has repeated throughout her career is that not only has it been a game, but it's been like war. And Mm -hmm. she reflects on that even with Joe later in the album. But I think here she's like, I think what's romantic about this song, even if it does feel kind of like, is this romantic to hear? Is Mm -hmm. that she's like finally feeling more and more safe and secure to kind of show her inner psyche to this man. Um, Because she's admitting here, she's kind of like showing her cards. She's like, women have had to do it this way. Women have had to play their games. And you see on TikTok that a lot of women identify to this because <laughs> they are <laughs> sharing some crazy stories. stalkers. <laughs> yeah. And um, would it be as romantic if a man did it? No, it would be so scary to yeah. have a man reveal some of these things that these women on TikTok are. I mean, you've seen Joe. Have you seen Joe on, on yeah. Netflix? Yeah, you guys. Yeah, you. Come on. You, yeah. <laughs> you, not Joe. Yeah. I just know him as no, Joe but, now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But so I think it's sort of like that's why the anticipation builds for me in this mm-hmm. in these choruses and these verses is because it's like she's getting to this point where she's like, wait, I really do like this guy and I want to show him even my like quote unquote darkest side, which is this sort of like, you know, is sort of this simplis- simplified version of feminism where it's like we don't have power, so we have to take power where we have it. And that's mm-hmm. on the romantic field, making men think they're the masterminds, but actually we're pulling the strings, you know, it's like mm-hmm. – my big fat Greek wedding where it's like, oh, he's the man of the yes. house, but we're the neck. And it's like, mm-hmm. you turn it. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if like going through her career, because she's like, obviously, you know, the eras, she's been re-recording all of her her past albums. I wonder if like going through all the different relationships that she's had, she's kind of looked at this one in a different light. And she's like, I pulled out the string. Like I'm the one who made this yeah. happen. <laughs> and I'd love, I'd love to know what she's referring to because that, that summer, that that relationship timeline is a mess. It's mm-hmm. a murky one. People are very confused about what – if she knew she wanted Joe the night they first met, why'd she get with Tom Hiddleston, like that sort of thing. Like, or was she with Tom Hiddleston? Was yeah. she a mastermind <laughs> and that was just some sort of yeah. uh, like publicized relationship? Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, exactly. So it's like how did that – I'd love to know how that worked out because here you do envision weird run-ins like the TikTok mm. trends where it's like, oh, I found out Joe. I I, I saw all the books on your bed and so I read them all and now you love me type thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to know what really happened, but, what's, but she does feel like – What's the woman – oh, what's her name? I, and I don't know why I forget her name, but it was on you. It's the one – the last season. What's his the wife's name? Oh, yeah. I don't remember the character. I'm really bad with character names. Okay. Me too. But I think – but it's like Joe's wife. Yeah, wife. Yeah. Like <laughs> both of them, they're just kind of like trying yeah. to fit it's each like, other. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, okay. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, so let's get into the pre-chorus and I'll just go through the course too. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Strategy sets the scene for the tell. I'm the wind in our free flowing cells and the liquor in our cocktails. What if I told you none of it was accidental? And the first night that you saw me, I knew I wanted your body. I laid the groundwork and then just like clockwork, the dominoes cascaded and aligned. What if I told you I'm a mastermind and now you're mine? Because it's all my design because I'm a mastermind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love this because – um, you know, Taylor's used like three images for her relationship with Joe and that's mm. like the ocean, that's like gold and that's um freaking Alcohol? getting drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so you have that all here with like oh, I'm the free flowing sails, mm-hmm. the liquor in our cocktails, like like we're going to we're going to do this. Like we're I'm going to make this happen. I know what you like. I need it too. You yeah. like liquor, so I'll just get you drunk. <laughs> yeah. We'll both get drunk. Yeah. Yeah, we're spilling wine in the bathtub. Um all of it is happening and and you know, I've got my plan and I'm going to mm-hmm. make it work. And I think that's there's something like there's something really pretty about this and it mirrors the um the line and I think he knows, which is I'm an architect. I'm drawing up the plans. Mm-hmm. And she's like, listen, guys, if you plan to fail, you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Mm-hmm. And she's like simplifying this need to be with him and mm-hmm. being like, I'm going to I'm going to be the architect here. Like, because because whatever you need, I'm going to do it. Like, whatever this needs to work out, I'm going to make it work out. And I think I think it's interesting to see her switch it to. Um, the first one being, um, the first night that you saw, you saw me, nothing was going to stop me, but then it gets more intimate. It gets more about escaping. It's being, you know, on the, on the ocean together. She's the wind in their sails, getting them away. She's the alcohol loosening them up. And she's like, I want your body. Like, it's like, (laughs) there's a maturity that's growing here. Yeah. And I think that's fun to see as well. What's interesting is like, and everyone has said that if, Joe didn't like her, it would be a totally different level. She'd be like stalker, crazy yeah. chick. <laughs> it's so interesting that like if you like somebody, you look at this stuff and you're like, oh, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. But yeah. reverse the tables and if you don't like that person, like it is yeah. the creepiest thing. So it's kind of like the – what's that one song that's like uh, – there's like a stalker song. I forget. Yeah. It's, oh. it's the I got my eye on you or – Yeah. Something like that. I can't remember the song, um, but you know, it's there's I'll like be all, watching. You. Yeah, I'll be watching. It's so creepy. <laughs> there's another girl song. There's a girl song that's more oh. upbeat. That's like more stalkerish. If you're looking at it, um, but this song, as long as you love Taylor, it's like the best song ever. If you don't yeah. like Taylor, it's like get away from me. Um, well, I think that's why she's saying, "What if I told you?" Like, there's this. That's the anxiety that's keeping her up. That's the. I know he that's loves the her. intrusive thought where it's like, uh, "Should I tell him this, or will she, will he think I'm a psycho? Will he be disgusted by this? Like, what if I told you I'm a mastermind? Like, will you be turned on by that or not?" Yeah, it's like, and I think Emma Stone is your friend. You guys act. I'm gonna use her <laughs> yeah. to do this. I found out what your favorite band is. We're gonna go to that show. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I mean, he shouldn't be surprised though, because if he knew anything about Taylor. Swift and her career, like she's nothing but a mastermind. Like I yeah. wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah, but it's still so cute. How she does has this? Anxiety. How does this like verse or this core pre whatever? Mm. How does this play into like? How does I knew I wanted your body playing yeah. in this idea that she wrote it for the fans? Um, I don't know if she like wrote it for the fans. It was more like 
about her, not about, right. it's not like, I, I feel like a fan, the fan song is karma. I don't think she wrote this about the fans. I think she wrote this more about her career, like her career. and what she wants. She wanted like, and I don't know, this line, I, like this line is where it can kind of like flip. Like it could, like I, like we had said, it was like a love song that's also layered right. as like a career song. Like, I don't know. I wanted the right. body of work. I, I wanted the the money. I it, you know just I wanted your soul. I wanted yeah. <laughs> you know. So that's where I'm kind of like oh yeah. like that's the only thing like I know I knew I wanted yeah. your body. That's the one where I'm kind of like okay I can't describe that. But also you get into the bridge and the bridge really isn't isn't romantic. There's nothing about it that I'm like huh okay. Um, and the last line I think falls very in line with her career and with her fans it says no yeah. one wanted to play with me as a little kid so i've been scheming like a criminal ever since to make them love me and make it seem effortless this is the last time i've felt the need to confess and i swear i'm only cryptic and machiavellian because i care so that's where like I, did i say it right machiavellian machiavellian <laughs> machiavellian um so machiavellian. that's <laughs> So that's like where I was kind of like, and even before I kind of saw this twist on this is about her career, this mm-hmm. bridge just kind of like confused me. I was like, no one wanted to play with me as a little kid. So I've been scheming like a criminal ever since to make them love me and make yeah. it seem effortless. And so once I stumbled upon this theory, I was like, oh my gosh, it makes the bridge just make so much more sense. Mm. And I'm only cryptic and Machiavellian because I care. <laughs> it just like totally screams. That's to her fans. That line yeah. right there is really true her fans and we know that like you know she didn't have you know she was kind of made fun of in school and now you know so I've been scheming like a criminal to make everybody love me to make my my career go high to have the best friends um to walk down the runway model with the coolest thinnest brightest whitest people yeah no I I really loved this um this bridge when I heard it for the first time like it was Mm -hmm. one of the few moments on first listen that like stood out um and part of it is how she sings there is this sort of like crescendo and release mm-hmm. where her voice gets a little high and kind of insecure and faulty where she's like no one wanted to play with me as a little kid and so sad and I think that is like so deeply romantic to me because this is her confession like this is her deepest insecurity that she's mm-hmm. like revealing and she's obviously like shared that with throughout her career that's been like a note you know Mm -hmm. like everything has been kind of you know from looking at the best day or like 15 there's been this insecurity around like oh people don't like me I don't have friends like I'm always the on the other side of the door like I'm always looking in I'm always pining for something no one wants to give me the time of day type thing and I think the you know the puzzle of who is Taylor Swift is like really interesting post Miss Americana and to sort of see her struggle with like this arrested development and feeling like the insecurities she had when she became famous have stuck with her mm-hmm. through through the decades since and um and I think that's what's so like wistful about this kind of confessional bridge where she's like so I've been scheming like a criminal ever since to make them love me and make it seem effortless and and the romance there is that she's had these relationships. She's had these profile relationships where she's she's been trying to play the game, like, you know, and you see that in almost every romantic song she's written, both breakup and plaintive, where she's like, I thought I was playing the right game. Like, once upon a time, yeah, I believe it was a Tuesday. Like, you know, she's once always been sort of showing her <laughs> hand and being mm-hmm. like, 
I did the right thing, but you screwed this up. Or mm-hmm. like, why didn't you want me when I was doing the right thing? But then the twist here is this is the first time that I've ever felt the need to confess. Like this is the first time where I've realized like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe this guy won't be mad at me for being myself. Like maybe this guy will accept me for my most like insane, like mind warped, uh, insecurely driven decisions to stalk him and his friends until he fell in love with me. I really want to know, like, if this like, truly is just a love song, what did she do to, yeah. to make her so nervous to be like, oh, yeah. the ends justify the means. Yeah. Like, I'm calculated. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's a dramatic person. Like, all love and total understanding because mm. I identify with that um, tendency to overblow maybe your mm. own, you know, I don't know, tendencies. Um, Mm -hmm. But I like that this also ties into other imagery she's used, which is the religious imagery and Mm -hmm. sort of this, I felt the need to confess. And then she sort of has this moment where she sings, I swear, and it kind of drags into this way where you think it's going to build into this sort of like romantic promise or almost like a, like a, uh, a vow. But instead she's like, I'm only cryptic and Machiavellian because I care, which in itself is cryptic and Machiavellian because to your point, we still don't know what she did. Like she's not actually giving us the granular granular details. She's Mm -hmm. just like big picture moment. Like I'm kind of (laughs) psycho. I think the scheming, this like criminal imagery uh, mirrors the ready for it, the reputation, Mm -hmm. the Taylor Swift is over. Like in the middle of the night in my dreams, I know I'm going to be with you. So I'll take my time. And this, like, the flailing publicness of it all, like, in Mirrorball where she sings, I've never been a natural. All I do is try, try, try. Mm -hmm. And so it's sort of this perfect um, conglomeration of everything she's done and sung about and who she's been with and who she's with now moment to kind of be like, this is my full messy package and it's not easily explained. Like, I'm cryptic. I'm, you know, uh, cunning, scheming, unscrupulous. Like, I'm Machiavellian. And you might not totally understand every move I'm making, but I hope you'll stick around for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then she ends it out where she has this you know, swift move. So I yes. told you none of it was accidental. And the first time that you saw me, nothing was going to stop me. I laid the groundwork and then saw a wide smirk on your face. You knew the entire time. You knew that I'm a mastermind and now you're mine. Yeah. All you did was smile because I'm a mastermind. I love this twist of That's like perfect. of the story. And I love the the buildup of it. Like I'm still getting chills because she's like, you knew the entire time. Like, mm-hmm. like you can kind of feel like a change in her voice and she's like, What? Like yeah. you stayed around and you knew I'm crazy. Like, no one else <laughs> did, stayed around. <laughs> not crazy. Yeah. She's not crazy, guys. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, it's very much like he looked up grinning like a devil. Um <laughs> because it is like there is this one she finally does say it becomes active language it goes from what if i told you to so i told you Mm -hmm. but the twist isn't that he accepts her then and there the twist is he knew all along and i think that is equally romantic where it's like Mm -hmm. she thought she had this like thing to confess this sin to put on the altar and to see if he'll still embrace her but instead they both sort of like reveal their their villainous side where it's like oh we both were kind of playing this game. You know, we were card sharks playing games, kind of seeing who would call like our bluff first. And I think that's why it does feel like 
is this a intrusive thought sort of song where she's like, it's not necessarily as literal as maybe we could read it as. And she's just like, man, if I'd done one thing different or if I'd, if I'd made the same mistake I'd made in past relationships, would I not be here type mm-hmm. thing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think it's nice. And I also love this like – I don't think this is necessarily intentional, but the the homage to mine, which is from Speak Now, which is a song she wrote about kind of romanticizing a relationship um, where a guy like, you know, put his arm around her and then she had this like vision of what their life would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also described it on her blog as being like – oh, lately I've had this habit of running away from love, kind of getting to the place where it's about to commit, and then you just like run in the opposite direction. Mine is about the idea that I could find someone who would be the exception to that, someone who would be so sturdy and so much of a sure thing that I wouldn't run from it. And um, and I think that's like, she talks more about this like runaway-ishness that she has. And I think this is like one of those songs that meant a lot to her mm-hmm. during Speak Now. Obviously, it was the lead single. Um but I think that image is so like sweet to see her get to finally say, and now you're mine. Yeah. Like she did find someone who didn't run and she did find someone who in fact understood her on such a reassuring level that it turns out he's kind of the same sort of cryptic and Machiavellian. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's interesting is um, you've mentioned like all of her past mistakes in her relationships, things going wrong. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm not, I, I'm not a stalker by any means with Lance <laughs> at all. The only thing I can really relate to this is, you know, I had all these other failed relationships just equally as dramatic in my mind. And so when I started dating, dating Lance, my mastermind moment was that I was going, I like looked through at all my other relationships and I was like, ABC was wrong. I did this wrong. I'm going to flip it and do everything different. I'm going to like, you know, it's so like my mastermind moment was like, I'm going to be a totally different person than I actually am. No, <laughs> no, it was more like I'm going to approach situations, not yeah. as like, you know, Ashley who just flies off the wall. Um, so that was mine. And so I wonder if like she kind of did the same thing. She's like this, like mm. she knew in her mind, like he's different. I need to go about this a little bit different. And so maybe a little mm. more like, scheming came into play. Yeah. I don't know. A little bit more. I mean, you, did you have any mastermind notes. moments with you and Rob? <laughs> LOL. Uh, I do not have a mastermind skill. That is why is I a mastermind? married my first boyfriend. You know, like it's like <laughs> there was no talent involved. It was just, okay. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I found someone. Like, I'm pretending that I have this like wild story. But yeah. <laughs> It just, yeah. I, I had a healthy relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing toxic. <laughs> well, I think that's like what she's battled, right? It's yeah. like, she sings like, even in my worst times, you could see the best in me. Even in my worst lies, you saw the truth in me and I woke up just in time. Mm-hmm. Now I wake up by your side. And I think that is probably more what she's referring to is like, did she scheme and plan out run-ins with him? Probably, but it was probably also because she realized like, oh, this isn't someone I want to be with for career, for exposure, for where I think I am at my life. This is someone I want to be with because I want to be with them, Mm -hmm. like this spark, this some indefinite thing. So like, how can I play the game, quote unquote, to make sure that this one works out? And she did do a lot of stuff. I mean, she withdrew from everybody. Like there was a lot of 
calculating things that she had to do so that people didn't see them together. People didn't yeah. know what was going on. So like in that way, I do see that cryptic and yeah. like ends justify the means sort of view. But I'm sure there's so much more that like we just don't know, of course, because <laughs> we're at like an arm's length from yeah. Taylor and Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you think her having this be the first ball during Midnight's Mayhem with me was a mastermind move or was that coincidental? Oh, that was mastermind move. That's funny because I have it, I had it up in my uh, in my notes before all this analysis. I think it was mastermind. Yeah. I think it was a fun way to drop the uh, the what was it a, a I the don't know domino the, the, the bingo ball the bingo ball it's like none of this is coincidental she's laying the groundwork and watching them all yeah. like fall down so i think 13 mastermind definitely was like hey this is yeah. what's going on well i think it's a fun song it's, it's a very listenable song yes. um i guess looking to the final questions yes. do you think this is making the set list I sure hope it does. Yeah. I really do. I'm very interested in seeing how she creates a set list. Is it going to be something to do with the chapters she put on Spotify? Like, yeah. how are things going to play out? But Mastermind would be like, I really want to see it live. Yeah. Do you? Would you want to see it in tour? Oh, I'd want to see so much on tour. Do yes. I think this will make the list? I think so. Maybe mashup or so, like an yeah, invisible I mean, string. I don't know. I think this is one of her bigger, like, Midnight's track. Mm -hmm. I think it's one that's been talked about by the most, like, critics and stuff. So I think it would make the list. Yeah. Um, what about the uh, Taylor of it all? What's your favorite? Or what's I, the best Taylor Swift line? I, the, I mean, the Taylor of it all is I'm only cryptic and mock. I can't say it. Machiavellian because I <laughs> there care. There you go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I said it right. So I think that's the Taylor of it all. Like, that just yeah. sums up Taylor Swift, her relationships, her career. I'm just kind of like, yeah. okay. She cares yeah. and she's cryptic and she set the, <laughs> yeah. the groundwork. What it's about a you? a little chaotic. No, I agree. I think that's, oh. that's one of Taylor's um, call signs now, I think. Mm -hmm. There's no escaping that imagery now that she's given it to us. No, not at all. So Easter egg, I mean, what do you think is the best one here? Or what's I, your favorite, I guess? So I kind of think that like the whole song as as it all is, it's kind of an Easter egg to her career. Like if you look <laughs> okay. if you look deeper, you can see a double meaning of her career. Like at first glance, right. it's just a love song. But if you look a little bit deeper, it's it's a, about her career as well as well. Um yeah. I don't know. Other than that, I'm trying to look for any Easter eggs. What what you're gonna blow me away. What what would an Easter egg be for you? Oh, I mean, I guess it's really I, – I talked about it already, but I think the line – oh, my gosh, there's a gnat. Um, <laughs> uh, and the touch of a hand lit a fuse. I like oh, that that's yeah. a callback to um, gorgeous. You mm -hmm. know, those lyrics cut glass, as we all know. And I think it's nice that she's paying homage to it and being yeah. like setting the scene. And she has such a rich discography now mm -hmm. that it's sort of like impossible to not have overlaps. And I'm mm -hmm. curious like what's intentional and what's just yeah. an image that's been used over again. Um, but that feels like, you know, coming in the first verse, you know, igniting this true reveal. I feel like it's a nice full circle moment mm -hmm. to kind of that first song about Joe that we got. Yeah. And I guess like Easter egg wise too, like once upon a time, you know, like yeah. you said, like she's kind of tied together. That's 
I like yeah. that too. It's not my favorite use of Once Upon a Time. Yeah. I think that will stay forever with Forever and Always, Once but it's a, a good one. <laughs> yeah. I love this. I love this. Um, what would you give this the song a grade? What's your grade? You know, I was trying to go through like my master rankings and see how I felt about these. Obviously, like I don't want a bias either way with the newness of it, like mm-hmm. either feeling indifferent or feeling like it's amazing. So I feel like I would give this like – I know you'll think this is a low grade, but if we're grading on an A to D of Taylor yeah. Swift songs, I would give this a B, B, a B. Plus maybe. Yeah, I need to look at I need to look at the A to D and really think about all of her songs <laughs> and where they rank up. Because I'm always like, oh, it's an A, A plus, yeah. A minus. Um, if we're looking at that, I'll, I'll give it a B plus because I really like. Yeah. It, like it gives me chills. I love the twist at the end. I love. The, I like the bridge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the few bridges we get in this whole album. <laughs> so you know, yeah, it's a fun production. Yeah. Like it's like the sound isn't totally overwhelming, and mm-hmm. um, and it and it plays with itself in a. Mm, that's a weird phrase, but <laughs> it has fun <laughs> with the like twisting it around. Yeah, verse to chorus, and I always like when Taylor does that. So. I think it's a good. I think it's a good track. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm very interested in how it's going to line up and if we're going to yeah. hear it. Um, and I obviously, think she has more to come before. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, before next week. Um, <laughs> we'll be recording. I think next week before tickets go on sale. So I don't know if we want to do a swift sode or we just want to like, if we get our tickets, just kind of like decompress and then talk about it the next week. I don't know. It'll well, technically be technically it would be. We'd be recording during Uh -uh. No. Well, I know we won't be, but I'm saying that's when. (laughs) It's not like we're recording before pre-sale, so we'll record after we have tickets, I'm assuming. Oh, perfect. I'm like, my whole mind is everywhere. Oh, I was always thinking it was a Thursday. Okay, you guys, um, you know where to find us. You can find us on Instagram, Swiftish Podcasts, and Twitter, um, Swiftish Pod 13. And TikTok. Oh, and TikTok, Swiftish Podcast, which I need to start doing some stuff. I I saw you doing stuff on it i know i have some um tiktok ideas for you and i um, oh no <laughs> it, oh, it comes with paris it's just paris okay you'll be the person who's like no i didn't but think so because um, <laughs> that's basically our whole story i'm always telling you all this drama and you're like ashley you're crazy um, <laughs> uh let the record show that i do not agree with that assessment Yay! but okay i'll go along with it <laughs> um but you guys can also email us at switchpodcast at gmail.com. But until next time, I'm Ashley. And I'm Shelby. And Taylor, you're a mastermind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See you guys later. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>